2: Welcome into the Five on the Floor podcast and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Before we get to today's episode, I wanna tell you about a great sponsor of the network and of this podcast, and that is auto Nation. You're familiar with auto Nation. if you're looking to buy or sell a vehicle. AutoNation is where you wanna go. They're the largest auto retailer from coast to coast. And of course, they have locations all over South Florida. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff here in South Florida will help you save big on a huge selection of new cars, trucks, and SUVs Toyota, Honda, Chevrolet, Mercedes-Benz, and much, much more. And if you're looking to buy pre-owned, shop AutoNation's huge selection of one-price pre-owned vehicles. They're all clearly marked with one price, their lowest price guaranteed. Or if you want to get rid of that old car, turn it into cash today, get a top dollar offer, and a check the very same day. They'll buy your car with no purchase necessary. Is your check engine light on? Right now, get the services you need at low AutoNation prices, oil changes, tires, batteries, and more. All for less, call or visit AutoNation.com to schedule your appointment today. And one more thing, if you're in the market for a new car, DM me at 5 Sports on Twitter. That's at the number 5 Sports on Twitter. And I'll give an AutoNation senior manager your info so they can reach out to you directly and walk you through the buying process. That's AutoNation, AutoNation AutoNation.com. And now, on to today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor. A Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sydney, a.k.a. ALF954. Brought to you by the 5 Reasons Sports Network. Alright, Ethan Skolnick back here with Alphon Sydney. You can find him at ALF954 on Twitter. We've got a bunch of episodes coming up this week. We're going to continue to go through the offseason. The offseason is not really totally over yet, even though Kyle Corver just signed with Milwaukee. He was kind of the last big free agent out there. But there is kind of one bit of outstanding business that Alf and I want to cover today. And we're going to cover it all week. We're going to talk to Clay Ferraro from WPLG Channel 10. We're also going to talk to Candace Buckner, who covers the Washington Wizards, has done so uh, really well for a long time and knows the Bradley Beal, John Wall situation as well as anybody but today, Alf and I are just going to focus on Bradley Beal, and we're going to keep this very narrow. Okay. I put this out there yesterday, Alf. I called Bradley Beal a superstar, and I got a lot of pushback. And my reasoning for calling him a superstar is that he was 25, 5, and 5 last year. Okay. That's Point- a superstar. Points, rebounds, and assists. Dwayne Wade only did it twice in his career. He did it with high efficiency. Beal did last season. And, yes, the team was terrible, but one of the arguments that came back to me was, well, they didn't even make the playoffs. A team with LeBron James didn't make the playoffs either um, and actually finished with a worse record.
3: And uh, Bradley Beal's team was worse than LeBron James' team.
2: Well, right. Okay, so that's where I want to go with you. Is Bradley Beal, before we get into what the Heat should do to get him, we have to define whether or not he fits this classification. Is he a superstar?
3: I would say Bradley Beal is a budding superstar. And I, I I'm couching it in a you know, I'm in in my own little way, but it's he's on the verge. And to me, those are the guys that you want to go for. The guys who are on the verge of that superstardom, um, on the verge of becoming a, a superstar. And that's where he is right now because he finally got the chance to be the guy last year. And like you said, 25.6 points per game, five rebounds a game, five and a half assists, one and a half steals, almost a block a game, uh, played th- almost 37 minutes a game. Like the guy took over when John Wall went out, played the most minutes in the league last year, played a full 82 games, and that's two seasons in a row he's done it. And he's he was just a monster. And in today's NBA, he can – he's – He's not, you know, he's not the the greatest shot creator. He's not the greatest playmaker, but he can make plays. He can get to the rim and he can shoot threes at a high percentage. He is the mold for the modern day superstar.
2: And the other way I look at it here, Alf, is, all right, let's look at this position, right? So you have James Harden, who is a superstar. Who's the next superstar two guard in the NBA? Clay. Okay. Uh, who's the third option on his team, right? Or was, right? Th- I mean, I'm not saying it's it's not because he's not great, but there's a lot of pressure that's relieved when you're the third option on a team. Like, Clay, Clay went through some stretches last season where he was not very good. You remember the beginning of the year, he was shooting in the low 30s from three, but it didn't matter because they had Durant and Curry. Like, so Clay could figure it out on his own time, get into his own rhythm, and get back to being the player that he was. You could go through a playoff series with Clay not not contributing for two or three games, but everybody remember him dropping forty four on the road to stave off elimination. It's different than when you're the man, when you're the guy, when you have to do it every night. Is Bradley Beal better than Clay Thompson? I don't know, but I, think, I, I do I know the place never been in the position Bradley was in last year.
3: I think he's better, and I know people would probably argue with me. What I what I see with uh, Bradley Bradley can play defense, right? And that's another thing. Uh, these guys, these one-dimensional stars that can only play on one side of the court. Bill can play defense. He's six foot five. He's not a huge shooting guard, but he's a he's a decent-sized shooting guard. He can play defense. He's not as good a uh, defender as Clay is, but he can play defense. And on the other end of the court, he has way more of a handle than Clay does. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things that Clay gets away with, Clay can't
2: can barely create his own shot. Well, he also, he also can't finish, Alf. You know what they call him in on San Francisco, Oakland? They call them clay-ups because he's he's so awkward. But he tries, I, 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 tries to but, finish. But Bradley, because,
3: because of what you were saying earlier, because of who Clay plays with, he has the luxury of sitting out there and, just, and catch and shoot threes all day long. Um, and I like Clay Thompson. I don't want this to come off as I'm bashing Clay. I just think Bradley Bill has more tools in his toolbox necessarily than clay does what clay does he does at an all-time efficiency he does it at an all-time clip shooting threes and playing really good defense uh bill is not there in either one threes or defense but Beal does a lot more things than clay does
2: yeah and I, I don't know about that he's not there with the threes i know the percentage wasn't there last year but again you got to look at volume like uh, it's and, and, and vo- the second best player on his team last year was
3: I mean, he he shot 35% last year, but he's 38.4% for his career. And you're right. He shot over 40% from three, three times in his career. So last season, it's last season is almost an anomaly when it comes to when it comes to his three point percentage.
2: But it was an anomaly that was caused by the circumstances that he was in, right? So he had if, a shoot a ton of them. He had to shoot a ton of them, he didn't have and, and look, one of the things we're going to get into with Candace this week cuz I think it matters is his relationship with John Wall and really what that is. But let's I mean John Wall's better than Thomas Sateranski. I mean not Cedransky ended up getting a decent contract this year with Chicago. He's turned into a pretty good NBA player, but he's not it's, he's not Wall. He doesn't put the pressure on the defense that Wall does. And not having Wall and being the only option on that team. Look at the rest of that roster. Like, people were trying to say that, you know, kill him for not making the playoffs in the East. Okay, Um, you know, Kemba didn't make the playoffs in the East, right? I mean, <laughs> and and Kemba just got a max. Wade did make the playoffs
3: well, in the East last year.
2: Right, well, right. I mean, right. Uh, so so, but you know, and everybody's like, you know well, if LeBron had been in the East, he would have made the playoffs. No, actually, probably not. I don't think it would have mattered based on how many guys were out there and him missing time also. He had nothing on, Bradley Beal had nothing on that team last year. And to have a 25-5-5 season, Dwayne almost did it a third and fourth time, but he only did it twice. And this is his, you know, look, this is the weakest position in the NBA. And it has been forever. Like, it gets obscured by the fact that Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan but when you go through the list okay of all-time NBA players it's difficult to narrow the list of centers down to 10 it's difficult to narrow the list of power forwards down to 10 it's really difficult to narrow the point guards down to 20 right or even the small forwards but the the two guard position historically you know has not has often been a guy you've had to plug in next to your point guard okay and even you know we talk about Dwayne being third all time Not a ton of competition for that spot. If you put Jerry West, Drexler,
3: Jerry West.
2: That's about it. It's the same names, man. It's and you know, basically being four and five, it's it's not historically been a great great position. But right, who was
3: who was the next best uh, shooting guard when uh, Jordan was in the in the game?
2: Drexler and probably Drexler and
3: and Mitch Richmond.
2: Reggie Reggie was third, and I don't think Reggie is as good as I mean, Reggie's not as good as Harden is. Uh, Reggie was. You know, it was Reggie better than Clay Thompson? Different kind of player. Reggie didn't really defend. You know, Reggie didn't rebound. Reggie Reggie was not a great passer. Reggie was basically, a you specialist. know. A specialist. A specialist. Now, Mitch Richmond was a really good all-around two guard. You've had some guys at that spot. But it's hard to find an elite guy at that position. And he just had one. And now they and, have a chance to get another one. And I, I,
3: I, that's what, yeah, Bradley Beal, like right now, after James Harden is, I would say it's him. Clay and Harden as the top three shooting guards in the league right now.
2: Who's even th- fourth? Who's even
3: fourth? I, I would have to go – I'd actually have to look at the list. I can't even think of what off the top of my head. I mean, Oladipo, Oladipo
2: maybe when he's healthy. Oladipo. But uh,
3: is Oladipo more of a point guard? No. No. He's guard.
2: No, he's a two. He's a two. I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of the best teams in the East. I mean, for Philadelphia, Josh is going to play the two. Uh, for Boston, who's their two? Jalen Brown? Uh, for Milwaukee, they don't even have a traditional two. Yeah, for Milwaukee, who is it? I mean, last year it was – Middleton's playing mostly three, right? So who's the two there? It's – I mean, Brogdon was playing backup point. You got Bledsoe at the one. They, I mean, they've mixed and matched various guys. Toronto, uh, it was Danny Green last Danny year. Danny
3: Green. Danny Green's I mean, one of the best two guards in the league right now.
2: But he's a complementary player. like Yeah, I, but I mean, that's
3: what I'm saying. But he's still – because there's not that many of them.
2: There, there have not been that many of them. I mean, even for years, one of the best two guards in the league came off the bench, was Mano Ginobili. It's just, it's, it's a position where it's very difficult to find the Williams. Guy. And he comes off the bench too. So- now,
3: look at what, 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 when you talk about the Miami Heat, what Bradley Beal is, is perfect for what they what they need. Mm-hmm. Like he, the one of the funniest things to me is I see people say, oh, I don't want to give up Tyler Hero for Bradley Beal. Listen, Tyler crazy. Hero's, absolute ceiling if everything goes right in his nba career will be bradley beal mm-hmm. maybe right so why would you forego the the basically the fruition of who you think tyler hero will be uh just for the promise of tyler hero bradley beal if if tyler hero is ever as good as bradley beal he'll be one of the greatest number 13 picks of all time so I don't even understand where people are coming from with that. Bradley Beal fits so perfectly next to Jimmy Butler; it's an absolute joke. He would be, the, that is the best guy they can look at right now to bring into this team if they can do it. Bradley Beal it fits so perfectly. Is, is is he's the answer right now for what the Heat should be looking for?
2: Well, what you're saying about you know Harrow's upside, ultimately, you know, best case and best 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 case scenario being Bradley Beal is the same thing that a lot lot of us said about Josh Richardson and Jimmy Butler, that Josh Richardson's absolute best, best, best upside would be Jimmy Butler. And then it's like, okay, if you don't know if he's going to get there. And I felt like the Heat gave it two months last year to see if he was going to get there, and they decided he wasn't, right, and that he was not going to be that guy. He doesn't have that kind of alpha personality. And so they moved on and got the real thing, all right? And so, yeah, the the Tyler Harrow argument to me – is insanity. I don't know how Heat fans, and I don't want to characterize all of them the same, but most of them were in the same boat here. 70-75% on Twitter, at the very least, of the most engaged active fans were against the draft pick. And then after a few summer league games against, you know, the Chinese... He's untouchable. Right. You, you can't trade the guy. It's That's not how the Heat think. It's it's, And I'm not saying Tyler Harrell can't have a long, productive career with the Heat. Absolutely. What's his best-case scenario? I don't think it's Bradley Beal. Maybe it's JJ Reddick. I'm not sure. But whatever it is, if you can get a tw- like we're not talking about, like somebody, this was on Twitter today. Bradley Beal is younger than Buddy Heald. He's younger than Buddy Heald. Now, wow, could you,
3: had, you, you don't even think of it that way?
2: Well, he had a little bit of a breakout last year, but Buddy Heald's been in the league what now? is this? I mean, he's already been traded once. Three but, years? Right. Okay. And, but Bradley Beal's already got all of his experience. So, I, this we're parsing words about being a superstar or not. I understand that people say, okay, if you're going to keep that list very small and you're going to say a superstar is a guy who can lead your team to a title as the best player. Right. Okay. So if you're going to make that argument, then probably Beal doesn't quite make it there yet. But then if you're going to make that argument, how many guys do LeBron? That that, that means there's four guys in the league. LeBron, Kawhi, Giannis, Giannis and Curry. That's it. Durant, when he's healthy. And and, and if you're going to make that argument, you can't even make the argument for AD at this point. Since you can't they, make the argument for Harden. Because AD's only been out of the first round once that I know of, right? Uh, you can't make the argument for Harden, but I think most people would say he's a superstar. But those two there. Um, Philadelphia, then you would say Embiid and Simmons are not there yet. Oladipo's not there yet. Butler's uh, not there De- none of the de- Jokic is not there yet right like it's not at that point Donovan Mitchell is not there yet that's another name by the way he probably will elevate himself into that top five at the very least category of two guards this year he better
3: have a better year than he did last year he was not great no you're right right now he's looking super overrated yeah No, um, he, and I was, like Donovan Mitchell a lot I feel like he's the closest cop to Dwayne Wade right now mm-hmm. um his first that first year but this past year he wasn't I mean um I mean 2 years ago but this past year
2: he was just not the same player. No, I think that having uh Conley next to him is is going to really help him. But and and he probably gets into that group. But yeah, so if you're going to make a, a, a like a very narrow argument here, then you're talking about five guys. But then if you're going to make that argument, like how many guys have led actually led player teams to championships as the best player? I mean there was a period of time where it was basically Kobe or Duncan or Shaq and that was it. <laughs> okay. Well Wait. Or Wade, right? Or, or you know, ultimately then after that, Braun, right? So, you know, I, I, when when we're saying he's not a superstar to disparage it, you're, you're basically saying, okay, it's not worth going all out for this guy. But then I'm not going to get to 15 guys that I like in the league better than Bradley Beal. I'm not. And I'm not going to get to them, you know, 15 guys that are 26 or under, for sure. I mean, if, if you're looking at players 26 or under – that's a shorter list that he's on. So if you and I both agree that this is a player that you go get, okay? That I mean, look, he's three four years younger than Jimmy Butler. He's not the defender Jimmy Butler is. He's a better offensive player than Jimmy Butler is. But if you're going to make an argument that Beale is that kind of player, then we got to get to step two here. Because step two is what you give up and what you have to take. And so I knew
3: you were going I knew you were going this direction.
2: Okay, so <laughs> sorry, so. Let's start with what you would have to give up, okay? There is a Bam Adebayo Love Fest right now. Um, he just had his camp. Uh, he seems to be coming like a face of the franchise a little bit. Udonis Haslam, I mean, I. I don't know that most people have done that for their significant others. The, in, the yeah. Instagram, the Instagram, that was such Instagram.
3: a beautiful message,
2: man. Oh, man. I mean, UD can write, man. I didn't know. Like, man, I, I
3: got, I got, I got a little teared up.
2: Uh, I need him on five reasons sports.com. Uh, You, you, I mean, UD, and I bet you he did. I, I believe UD wrote that all himself because it was very UD the way he expressed yeah. all this stuff. But it's just like I was. That was that came out of nowhere. If he wrote this gushing message about Bam Adebayo that I've been waiting for, the guy you know, to take the reins here. And I, from where I'm sitting, you're the one. Okay. So like all of this BAM love is not just so they can trade him. Would you include BAM out of bio in a package for Bradley? No.
3: Elaborate. Um, well, because, Oh, okay. So if we're just talking about Bradley bill straight up, what do you have to include for him? Um, if you have to include bam because if you include bam you also probably have to include Her- hero or winslow what happens is and i know how you feel about it you 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 trade for the star and you figure the figure the rest out later mm-hmm. i just feel like you strip your team of just it, it, you have no you have no supporting cast at that point um because what to me it's, even to make the contracts match if you do bam let's say you have to do bam and hero and then you're also probably to have to send Goron, or you're going to have to send Kelly or, and then, so you just, you become a, a shell of a team and you really don't have anything to build around those guys. So basically this year will be a waste. So maybe you could put something together, something around them in 2021. Um, but I just don't think it's going
2: to be enough. Yeah. Well, that would be the issue, right? So it's, it's, you know, how much of the core are you gutting for this? Um, This is why I think they have to take John Wall back. I agree
3: with you. And it it makes me sick, but I agree with you.
2: And you've come around on this because you were not for this before, but that's why I think you have to take John Wall back because what you have to, the way this has to be reframed is that John Wall ultimately with you is not going to be a negative asset. And right now the framing of him is negative asset. Okay. The framing of Russell Westbrook was, negative asset but they found a team with a more negative asset okay which was Chris Paul and so that deal ends up getting made but I think you have to look at it and say in your system with your training staff uh you will get John Wall you know physically right and motivated again where maybe he's not at an all-star level again but he can be your Tim Hardaway that he can he can come and Tim got back to an all-star level but in different way we've talked about that, but that he can get back to a high level again where he can be your point guard if you have two other stars playing with him. And so I think you need to reframe this and stop thinking, I'm not saying you specifically, but I'm saying the Heat or anybody else evaluating this, and to look at it and say, okay, John John Wall is not who he was. He's not the, you know, you don't think of him as the former number one overall pick anymore or a guy who was the best player on a team that, you know, almost made the conference finals a couple times, but you just have to think of him as a guy who at the very least can be an effective player when healthy in your system. And he's not done because I don't think you can gut what you have right now. I think you have to try to clear out more of what you don't like right now and bring him back and say, okay, I'm going to get more out of John wall that I'm going to get out of James Johnson and maybe Kelly Olynyk."
3: Okay. Well, to yeah, to me, the whole thing is I don't even look at John wall as it's almost like John wall is just, Icing on the cake, right? If he comes back and he's seventy-five percent of the player he was before, you have a really good uh, starting or backup point guard, right? I look at it as you—if you can do the deal—and I've always said I've never been one hundred percent against the deal. I've always said I would do it begr- begrudgingly because that contract is really,
2: really bad. And I've always- this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp slash
1: Miami Heat
0: Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.
3: We said there's four really bad contracts in the NBA. Westbrook, Chris Paul, um, Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins yeah. and uh, John Wall. Now, we, <laughs> the Heat fans wanted Westbrook, and Heat fans some feet fans want uh, Chris Paul. That one I don't understand that, that at season. all. But at least John Wall comes with something. If he can bring Bradley Beal, I can eat that contract. If I'm the Heat, like I can, I can weather that storm because for two years you have a very young, very good Bradley Beal. You have Jimmy Butler in his prime. You, you, because of John Wall's contract, you should be able to keep most of your assets if if maybe you lose tyler hero or maybe you you lose justice winslow but that still means you are putting together a strong solid team around the butler and beal combination and let's say john wall comes back and he's halfway decent that's icing on the cake right uh 80 john wall could he not be kyle lowry for the uh, toronto raptors
2: well, he could be. I mean, I think the difference between Kyle and John is that, you know, Kyle can shoot a little bit, which I, th- that's my concern about Wall is it was my concern about Wall before this tripping down the stairs or whatever it was. Okay, is that falling in the bathtub? Yeah, I mean, I mean, my, my, my concern before was that how he was going to age into his 30s when, you know, he never became a plus shooter. I mean, not even really an average shooter from range. I mean, it's not something he wants to do. Uh, so that would be, my, you know, Kyle, Kyle could always shoot the ball a little bit. Um, now he forgets sometimes in the playoffs, but, but he, he could always shoot. And so that, that was part of the difference there, but I, I but do. I,
3: I yeah. also don't see John Wall as like the, the kamikaze, Russell Westbrook, nothing but speed and athleticism. I, I, I feel like his game was a little bit more well-rounded. Um,
2: well, he was a very, look, he was a much better season. in his, in his prime uh he was a he was a plus defender uh, and so and that's not something Westbrook has consistently been. He's had the athleticism to do it, but he hasn't been now Chris Paul has been, but has not been the past couple of years i i, I think uh you know to me the, the thing about wall is i and, and I, I can see the heat viewing it this way is i, I keep coming back to hardaway I, I Tim saw the game in a certain way, and I think John wall has that same he's a point guard Tim was a point guard you know, as much as I love Goran, he's not really a point guard. Like he, 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 makes plays for himself. It's not because he's selfish. It's just the way that he plays, the way he needs to create space for himself with all the spins and the flips and all that. It's not, he's not in a position typically. It's why he, he's never been a plus assist guy. I mean, he's a, he's a minus assist guy for his position. He's never like been the guy to set other guys up. We've talked about, look, they needed Dwayne to throw lobs, Like, you know, that it's never been Goran's specialty. So, I mean, that's something John Wall does in his sleep. Like he throw, so I can see the heat looking at John Wall and saying, you know, we can, we can have another Hardaway type situation here. And I think that's doable. And I don't really buy into this idea that everybody's just decided that John Wall doesn't want to play basketball anymore. Like, where did that come from? Like, is that, and that's what I want to talk to Candace about. Like, he was a very competitive player for a long time. And now it's like, okay, so he's had some mishaps. It's like, okay, he's useless. Like, I, yeah,
3: it's, it's, it's like, he can't be a human being and he can't make mistakes. And listen, like I said, I, th- I think it's a terrible contract just because of the injury. And you, we talk about these guys with these um, guys who just, disp- uh, who, who depend on speed and athleticism I mean, after an Achilles injury, it's it's really hard to take a, a serious serious look at them. Like he's played forty, he played forty one games in two thousand seventeen, thirty two games in two thousand eighteen. Um, when does he
2: even come back? Is he going to well, be I, ready for the start of the season? I don't think so. I, I, that not 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 from what I've heard. No, I, I don't think he's ready for the start of the season. But I think you get him back at some point during the year. Probably. I, look, so you, you look at ask Achilles.
3: You. Yeah, go ahead. Go, let me ask you because so. I, I think um, I was seeing on, on Twitter, you know, now everyone's a salary cap expert and they all get on my nerves. And now it's just not as fun because they're, <laughs> they're, they're talking about a hard cap and this and that and some apron. And I have no idea what they're talking about. Um, but apparently it would probably have to involve a third team just because yeah. of the amount of money that you're sending out or need to Correct. send out. Right. Um, but let's say it was, you have to, you're going to have to lose Goron Kelly James Johnson, Deion Waiters, and Tyler Hero, and you're bringing back Wall and
2: Beal. Do you do that deal? Well, okay. Look, All right, so Goron Kelly. I mean, you don't have a four then on the roster, right? Because you're not trading James Johnson in that deal.
3: No, I did. I I put James Johnson because the amount of money you need to send out is significant.
2: Yeah, so you don't you don't have you don't have a four on the roster then, right? I mean, you're gonna have to sign some vet minimums out there. There's not a lot. I I look to listen. I mean, I'm I'm not exaggerating when I'm saying Kyle Corver basically ended free agency. Like if, if you look, oh, around, it's bare. It, yeah, there's not much left. I mean, and and even I was it was so bad. I was looking at like players in China, and I, there's <laughs> there, there's I mean, you want to bring bees back? Like yeah, there, you I, might have to. I mean, I do actually. I think that'd be fun. Why not <laughs> fourth time? Uh but <laughs> then I can tell some bees stories I've never actually told. I mean,
3: you still have Myers Leonard who could play alongside Bam. You do, um,
2: then you don't have another big. Like they don't. Okay, have, so so Yante Mayton gets minutes, I guess. You're gonna have
3: right. to. you you're you'd have to sign Yante Mayton. You you UD would probably get eight minutes a game.
2: Right, <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, there's not a lot. I Are mean, you gonna bring Mark Strickland back? I mean, there's it's, not a lot. They're gonna run into a bodies problem. That that's there's no question about that. Like they, they're just. I mean, even in their system, like and their summer league team was good but I didn't see a whole lot beyond the guys we went out there to watch plus none. Right. So you've got Kendrick Nunn, but he's a point guard. You've got Mayton who was kind of up and down out there. Uh, the other big kid who's named, oh Silva, um, uh, you know, so showed I, do like,
3: I actually do like that kid.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, there, there are some players that, but they're not ready. And so if you're trying to compete this year, I mean, if you're giving up that much and then you don't have John wall for a good portion of the season, I mean, you obviously, look, Justin, you know, the only point guard you got left is Justice, You're turning over the entire offense to him. And then Kendrick, if you, they really, I will tell you this, though. They believe in Kendrick Nunn a lot. Like, this is not like a guy that they think they're going to stash as their third point guard or something. Like, the vibe I got about Kendrick Nunn when I was out in Vegas was very similar to the vibe I got about Anthony Carter. When the heat developed him. And I, I know Anthony Carter's become a punchline because of the whole, you know, forgetting the contract Bill Duffy forgetting the contract. That's the reason they got Shaq. And now Anthony Carter's, you know, on their on their bench as an assistant. And AC's a really good guy. But it's not just that. He's AC was a good player for them early on, like was an important player. They won a playoff series against Detroit with Tim Hardaway out. They swept it. They won it 3-0 because AC just knew how to play his role. He defended, couldn't shoot very well, but he defended. He got the ball the right guy. I got the same vibe about not the same type of player because this kid none can shoot and he wants to shoot it and he defends a little bit like AC did but I got the same vibe from the heat people out there that I got about AC because I remember when Riley signed when when AC made the roster and then ended up starting a bunch of games with Tim out Riley used to talk about like the reason they signed him was they would run these scrimmages. And at the time, I think they, were, I don't think they were practicing at the ring. I think they were practicing down at, uh, at LaSalle, the high school, the high school down there, or the school down there. And the, and Riley said that he was watching the practices and every time he watched the practices, Anthony Carter's team won. Okay. And I got the exact same feeling about Kendrick Nunn. So I, I, I don't, I don't think they're afraid to make Kendrick Nunn their backup point guard this year. And
3: listen, and and as much as people want to talk about Hero, Kendrick Nunn was the best player on the summer league team.
2: Absolutely, and was first team and all that. And I was a little bit surprised because when I pulled this, I said, who exceeded expectations more, Hero or Nunn? And 60% of people said Hero. And I'm like, how bad were the expectations they, for Hero? They didn't, then?
3: they didn't watch. They didn't watch Summer League. <laughs> and l- listen, I ended. I was thoroughly impressed with Hero in Summer League. I think he was one of the. There was a lot of times, just watching him, he was the best player on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, then when you scale back and you look at the numbers, None was actually better. And then when you watch the games, None was just more was consistently better. But Hero would just do things that you just saw would translate to the nba game really well and he was just really really impressive but none was a better player in summer league i i i think that i don't even think that's controversial to say so they do have some guys i mean we don't know what akpala is yet mm-hmm. uh, duncan, yeah duncan robinson did exactly what a second year player is supposed yes. to do in summer league mm-hmm. um yeah i don't Yante mate i like the guy but i don't know if he's his skill translates translates uh, to I, 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 I think he's going to
2: have, I think he's going to have a little trouble. And and I, I recommend people, you know, I did interviews with all three of these guys on the same, well, not Harold but with none, uh, Duncan Robinson, who tells you, explains why he's called Debo. Um, <laughs> so you should definitely check that out. And also with none, Duncan Robinson and also with Mayton. And uh, I like Mayton a lot. I mean, he's a really spiritual kid. He was talking about the influence UDS had on him uh, and kind of his path and his journey and everything. The only question I had, and I had the same question for him, is you know, we're in the age of a stretch four, right? And he's not that. Um, He's more of a traditional four. And I, like you said, I don't know, like, he's basically, in a lot of ways, Haslam. But I don't, I, but I kind of feel like Haslam, the days of using a Haslam are, are, have passed, right? Like, and not just because UD's old. I'm talking about his style of player. You know, the, because you can't have that guy that
3: camps out around the free throw line, extended, right? Um, six, seven, six, eight. You know, the Charles Oakley, Anthony Mason type, Grant
2: Long, yeah, yes, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it, that, Grant,
3: You know, player is gone for the most. Yeah, part. but that's what that's who he reminds me of, and and I said, was it on our podcast or he reminds me of Jarnell Stokes.
2: Mm-hmm. And O'Caro White a little bit actually, and and that's another one who didn't O'Caro I was athletic. Uh, but O'Kara didn't stick either, and he's bounced around. I, I don't feel
3: – Yeah, it's these guys that in Summer League and in G League look really good. And right. you also realize because they can bully people in those leagues. Yante mm. like, Mayton can't bully any I, – I, I said it on the uh, episode with Chris when me and Maddox were on. Like, what is Yante Mayton going to do on Draymond Green? Right. Draymond Green is going to eat his lunch. And and like I said, I like Mateen, but I just don't know how well he needs to. He, he could shoot a little bit, but if he could if he could develop his three point game, then he would be more of a fit on the on the main roster.
2: Yeah, I talked to him a little about the corner threes because that's kind of where he'll need to be. Uh, but you're right. I I, I don't. I like I like I like his makeup, and I think they like his makeup. But the skill set to me screams ten minute player in the league. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's there's more whereas none, like I don't think none maybe is a future starter, but I could see none as a third guard on a good team. Like I he's you know he's big enough. He's six three. Um I stood next to him and I'm I'm tiny. I'm five eight and a half and well five, eight, <laughs> five, five, eight, and nine sixteen so I take every <laughs> But, but, uh, but I said, you know, and and I could kind of tell, like, I mean, because you know, standing next to guys like Dwayne and others who you know how tall they are, uh, he's a legit six three. Like, and and but the thing about none, that got to me was not only was he in command of the offense, not only was he looking to shoot all the time, and he's got a pretty good stroke, but defensively he doesn't give up on plays. I was impressed by that. There were a couple of plays in the first game I saw him out in Vegas where he had, you know, he had one chase down block and he nearly had another. And and so I, I just I, again talking to people about him out there, their eyes would light up, and I, I just think he's going to be a big part of the future. And I will tell so, you,
1: so talking so to him uh, about
2: Harrow, he basically called Harrow a superstar. Like I, so I I like both of them a lot. So they have, so
3: the, he does they, they do have some guys. So if they did if they had to unload a bunch of you know a bunch of money to get Wall and Beal. I mean, I, they, have, they have some stuff. I mean, they have some guys in, 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 the, in, in the back that they could bring up and that they could actually use. That's why I don't know. Even if you bring a Bill this year, I don't know if that's a move for 2019, 2020. I think they'll be competitive. I think they'll be really good. I think they'll be a top-four team in the East, but they're not tight already. But I think you take that – because you could potentially have a Winslow, Beal, Bam. Butler um and uh, Derrick Jones Jr starting lineup
1: yeah.
3: with Wall as your backup point guard until he's ready to come back right and or even if he never comes if, if he doesn't take over the starting job from Justice you have John Wall as your backup point guard and then you have that going into the offseason when you're going to have a little bit of money a little bit of breathing space and maybe for for 2020 2021 now you have a foundation to really really build on and then, you know, the reckoning comes when it's time to pay Bill, and I don't even know if they'll even be able to do that in 2021, but you're doing this for the next two years.
2: Well, and, and I think when you, you look at the way they've built these things in the past, it has typically been a multi-year process, okay? So, you know, it, we always you – know, and I think that's the way that they would frame it. By the way, I know Jimmy Butler's been out of the country. It's interesting, though – I haven't heard anything about an introductory press conference. Like I heard last week, there wouldn't be one. The past week, I haven't heard anything about this week. I don't know if they're just waiting. I mean, it's, it's unusual. I went back and looked at when they introduced Eddie Jones or when they introduced any of the guys. Obviously, we know when they introduced the big three. When they introduced big time free agents that they brought in to to be here at the end of July and nothing yet. And um, is nothing. Strange.
3: They did. They did the little signing where he flipped the pen and that. That's that was it. What-
2: that was it. And, and, and typically everybody leaves in August. Like I know Eric's going back, back out to, to Oregon. Uh, so I don't know if they're going to do anything at all, actually, if it doesn't happen this week. So it's, it's part of it, I think is just circumstantial and where Jimmy was and everything. And part of it strikes me as like, they, they don't think they're done yet. So, you know, and maybe that's one of the reasons that they're doing it, but I just, it's always been a multi-year process. Okay. When they, when they made the move for Shaq, they didn't envision Damon Jones as their long-term answer at point guard, right? They they knew they were going to go out and get something else. And next year they got Jason Williams and they added the other pieces. The big 3, Carlos Arroyo and Zeljko Obradovic, were not what they had in mind as two starters on a dynasty. Not at, not at that <laughs> stage of Z's career. I loved Z to death, but and not not Carlos Arroyo under, you know, FIU proud and everything, but no, okay, that's not how they envisioned it. It was, you know, they got they brought in they got Miller and Haslem because they could, and because there was they were accommodated for. And then it was okay. We're going to find other pieces where we can. And then so you go get a Chris Anderson, and you go thirty-seven and three after you pick him up. Or, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the next year is Shane Battier. The year after that is Ray Allen. Okay, so you know they knew that it was not going to be a one-year thing. And I think that's if they made this move, that's how it would be framed: is that this is this is the team we're building. We're still in a building process. But we have the blocks to build on now. I think that's the way that they would present. It.
3: If, you're, if, you're, if you're presenting to your fans, Winslow, Butler, Beal, Bam, that's our core. Your fans are going to ride with you. They're going to be very – I mean, they're going to stick with you. Because you could even potentially see Wall coming back and Winslow sliding to the
2: three. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean no – yeah, there's there's well, or oh, if, if, if Justice is shooting high thirties for three, then then sure, why not? Right? Like sliding I'm, to the three, sliding to the four,
3: starting with there's there's things that could be done, but if you can present that to your fan base, like
2: this is what we're building off of,
3: yeah, I mean, you're gonna have a really enthused fan base at that point.
2: Yeah, and then they'll get over the fact that they fell in love with Tyler Harrow against China, and I'm I'm not. It wasn't even the good Chinese team. It was like, like the, they were so, missing four starters. I, I mean, it was it was. I mean, I, they could not dribble the ball up the court, and then Wong, like Wang Zhizhu was out there. Yeah, well, yeah, Wang Zhizhu. Uh yeah, Wang, <laughs> Wang Dodger, Dodger. Yeah, you, you don't. You know, he listened to more hip hop in the in the locker room than any other Heat player. He was, he, was, he was a favorite of – Dodger was a favorite of a lot of guys. I, I just – I'm not busting on Tyler Harrow. I like the Tyler Harrow pick now. I do. I'm just busting on Heat fans because this is – they do this thing. Like, it's, you know, it, it just flip on a dime. Like, all of a sudden, they love everything they didn't love before. Let's wait to see Tyler Harrow play, like, even a preseason game? Like yeah, against you know, you know. against
3: all full-time NBA players.
2: Right, I mean, this is James Ennis syndrome again. Like, it's okay. Oh my God. And, and, and well, James, <laughs> James is a rotation player now, but like it's, King
3: James Ennis, I remember that.
2: Oh, King James Ennis, he was that King dunk Lewis on Rasul
3: Butler. Oh my God.
2: Well, they all yeah. But it, Rest it, in it, peace. We, we've done right. We've done this so many different times. I mean, and then it happens in the preseason too with veterans like the Gerald Green experience. Right, like that was. He was dropping 28 and then you know then he went 73 minutes in the regular season without scoring I remember when that ended in Boston so I mean let's let's calm down a little bit in this league and for this franchise you need to get stars that's what it's about there's nothing to, if you can get Bradley Beal you get Bradley Beal and then you figure the rest of the shit out later that's the way that they operate um, would I have some concerns about taking Wall's contract yes would I have some concerns about you know <sighs> Bam is not somebody I want to give up. So, like you said, if they're somehow able to keep that four, Bam Winslow Beal, I don't think it's likely. But if they're able to do it, Bam Winslow, uh, Butler Beal, I mean, seriously, like suit you and I up. I mean, I, it doesn't matter at that point. Well, I mean. I mean, you saw
3: me play at the media tournament, right?
2: Yeah. Don't I got, suit us up.
3: I can <laughs> <laughs> I, I can get you some good minutes, man. That's yeah. about it.
2: Uh, you, 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 didn't, you didn't start. You didn't start on the heat beat team. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't know. All right, we'll have more episodes. We'll have more episodes during the week. Like I said, we're going to talk to Clay Ferrara. We're going to start getting some more uh, like we used to do on this pod a little bit. Um, more sort of outside opinions. So I'm going to start bringing on more other writers. Also, make sure to check out uh, the the Butler Chronicles or the Jimmy Chronicles. I changed the name, and then, but it was also uh, Buckets Backstories or whatever you want to call it. I did three. Uh, one with John Krasinski from uh, the Athletic in Minnesota covered his Wolves years, and then two guys who covered him in Chicago, Sean Heiken and Casey Johnson. I'm also probably uh, going to get somebody from Philadelphia in the next week so we can, we can do a little bit more of that. And like I said, we're going to continue to go through August because, I mean, it's clear that people want the content, not just from us, but from everybody. So we will continue. Talk to you soon. Before we close today's episode, I want to tell you about another of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. You know them well by now. It's the law office of Seltzer Mayberg. You can find them at onecalllegal.com. That's onecalllegal.com or call 1-855-5000-LAW. They handle cases including but not limited to car accidents, slip and falls, and traffic tickets with a new 15,000 square foot office opening on I-95 in North Miami. They handle cases from all over the state. Call now with 24-7 service. For a free consultation, that's onecalllegal.com, one 5000 law